Hello and welcome to the Small Firms Association podcast. Well, the SFA is the voice of small business in Ireland, proudly representing a diverse membership of businesses, typically with about 50 employees or often less. We're homegrown and span every sector of the Irish economy. Our members are found in every town and every city in the country. In this series of podcasts, we'll be exploring human resources issues and drawing on the expertise of leaders in the field of human resources. Brian Smith is joining us today and Brian is founding member and managing director of Maybe International. Brian has over 20 years experience helping organisations in different parts of the world to achieve new levels of performance, success and overall well-being. He's written two books. The first, Managing to be Human, explains how it's possible to lead and manage with integrity and effectiveness. His latest book, Your Beautiful Life, A Gift, was written to help people make the most of their everyday and their lives richer. You're very welcome, Brian. First, rewards, recognition and how we get them so wrong. So it can be fine and even important to recognise and reward people for their good work and contribution. But it's not always easy or feasible, is it? I mean, what if your what if your business can't afford to do that? Yes, you're right. I mean, at the end of the day, and no matter how you look at it, rewards in the form of financial rewards are a cost to the business. Yes, I mean, of course, there are cost-effective and cost-free ways to recognise people and their contribution, but these only go so far. And if not linked in some way to concrete benefits, they can wear thin with people. I mean, thank yous and pats on the back only go so far with people. So we've an apparent clash of interests here. We'd like to recognise and reward our people for their contribution, and yet doing so, and the more and better we do so, the greater the cost and burden on the business. Not only might it inevitably mean less legitimate returns and rewards for ourselves for the investment in many different ways we have made to the business, but it could also weaken the ability of the company to perform by robbing it of much needed resources for development and growth. It's very lifeblood. Indeed, we, we can feel that we're caught between the rock and the hard place, torn between being fair to our people and looking after the business. Now, I want to assure you that the answer I'm proposing here is not going to end up claiming that money or financial rewards don't matter. They do. But I also need to make a few points to put the financial piece into perspective. I've worked with a great number of big and small organizations where there seem to be little or no correlation between financial rewards and performance. I've been actually shocked at the extremely high pay levels in companies I have worked with and equally shocked at the extremely low levels of both satisfaction and performance in those companies. Equally, I've been in awe at the commitment, dedication and contribution of workers in companies where people were paid relatively very low wages or salaries. Now, remember my assurance at the outset of this, in case you think I'm heading for a very simplistic solution to our dilemma, I am not. But surely rewarding people with money, uh, does it not help them to perform better and just be more productive? Yes, I, I, I used to think that too, 
And then I began to think in a different way. And then I was surprised to learn that Alfie Cohn, the author and Cambridge University lecturer, after years of research, had come up with similar conclusions to my own. He discovered that where quality work was required over a period of time, there was a zero connection between performance and rewards. Now, in our individualistic competitive society, we can find this hard to believe. People like to compete, and we can end up believing that competition is good uh, and foment and, uh, and promote it. Yet Cohn says, and what he says is, there is absolutely no evidence to suggest that people work more productively when rewards are tied to performance than when everyone gets the same reward. A system of equal rewards, he says, gives the best results and the competitive winner-takes-all system gives the poorest results. And of course, quality and many other things suffer too. How can this be so? I mean, surely performance and rewards, if they don't go hand in hand, are at least related. Surely the more we reward people for their performance, the better their performance will be. Not so. Well, are you saying then that there's no connection between rewarding people financially and then how they perform? Well, there is, but we have to be careful about it. I often tell the story about a clever Oxford professor who knew this not to be so once. He had to write a large thesis paper and decided that he'd do it better from his home apartment. He had his first doubts about the wisdom of his decision when, on the first morning, he sat down to begin his three-month assignment and he was interrupted by shouts and screams and laughs and cries. His apartment, you see, overlooked a park and children arrived each morning to play in the park. Try as he might, he couldn't concentrate on his paper. There was nothing he could do. The parents wouldn't listen to him if he approached them, nor would the park authorities give him a sympathetic ear if he explained his problem to them. He was stuck. Another rock on a hard place. What to do? He came up with a plan. He went down to the park attendant and told him how he loved to see children playing. He gave him £20 and asked him to offer the children £1 each if they would continue playing. The park attendant went off to talk to the children and of course promptly came back in quick time with the good news that the children were delighted and would definitely continue playing. On the Tuesday he did the same but this time he gave the park attendant £10, 50p for each child and after a short delay the attendant came back with the good news that yes they would continue playing again. On Wednesday he repeated the exercise but this time only gave him £5 roughly 20p for each child. And after a short delay, the, the attendant came back uh, with the news that yes, the children would play, but this time he took a longer time to come back and he had a, a long discussion with the children to finally get them to agree to continue playing. On Thursday, he told the park attendant that he had no money for the children but he would like them to continue playing. This time, the park attendant came back only after a few minutes to say that they had refused. They were not going to play there anymore. 
Do you see what happened? He replaced one motivation, playing, having fun, etc., with another, financial reward. And he substituted an internal, natural and powerful motivator with an external, artificial and far weaker one. Kind of reminds you of how the uh, Premiership League works with the rewarding <laughs> uh, players. Yeah. Well, how can an employer really encourage and motivate people to give their best, you know, to go and play their best or work but without damaging, you know, with, without an extrinsic financial reward? Yes, that's the challenge. There's a danger of too great a focus on rewards and why trying to satisfy them will be an endless and fruitless task. It will also be a dangerous one because satisfying this need can, as we mentioned earlier, damage the overall welfare of the organisation, including its ability to financially, financially reward its people. But the real challenge to avoiding this damage to the company uh, happening will rest with your ability to truly engage people in the overall enterprise and make it interesting and meaningful for your people, like playing was for the children. But is this possible and meaningful? Make work and business of your company enjoyable and engaging? Of course it is. Isn't it for you? Isn't it what you spend much of your waking time thinking about? And if it is so challenging and engaging for you and in itself, why can we not engage people in it? And what would this mean, like practically for me then? What would I need to do? Essentially, it's about sharing the goal and challenge of the company with people, with your people. Of course, this doesn't resolve the rewards and recognition issue, nor is it intended to. But what it is intended to do and will do is get people's priorities right and get them in the right order. It will get the people, like the children, focused on the play, the game, rather than how much they get paid for doing it, for playing. And in the real world, the money, the rewards and recognition are important, but they have to be tied into, linked into the game, the, the, the overall, the business. This can be done in all kinds of ways from showing the books at one extreme to simply explaining why and how it is so at the other end. Either way, we need to find a way to get to a more, a more mature understanding of the business and its financial real reality than allowing people to drift into thinking that there's a big pot of money there which really we could afford to pay out if we were generous enough. To get people out of this way of thinking, we have to build trust. And the best, if not the only way to build trust, is to be trustworthy. Not always easy though, is it? Um, we hear a lot about executive pay, particularly in the financial sector, and salary competition, and people moving because they want a much higher salary. Does financial reward work to encourage people to perform better and to contribute? You might still feel that you know, rewards and recognition, at least financial ones, are you know, still a cost and a burden on the business, and that like a seesaw, the higher one, the lower the other. Of course, in a sense, this is true. If you had a paid-for robot, then you would have no costs at all, and all that money would be available for the business or for you. But it is only true in a sense, depending on the sense you give it, your mindset. 
Yes, you can see people and their financial rewards and recognition as a burden, as dead wood, lost money. And if you see it like this, you'll be right. But if you see your people in a creative, wealth-generating, value-adding way, then you will be right too. Even the robots don't have the creative potential your people have and that you and your business can enjoy and benef benefit from. Finding a way to, to include your people in some way in the, the benefits, the gains, the successes of the company is one powerful way to tie them into seeing themselves as part of the company. Some form of you know, bonus linked to some overall measure of company's success can be a very effective way of helping them to see rewards as genuinely the rewards for their efforts and contribution. This, of course, should not be profits, which is a very artificial and political figure, but some form of, of, of gain sharing or, or value add at, as I say, a sufficiently high or generic level. One of the challenges to doing this is honesty. Can you and your people have the courage to be honest and to take the lows with the highs? Can you take these too? Honesty, it's a big topic that though, isn't it? Um, how do we handle rewards and recognition? And is there an ideal way? Is there a best way of doing it? Yes, I understand that. And uh, it's, it's not all about rewards or financial rewards. What about recognition, non-financial recognition? Just that pat on the back, that well done and thanks that we mentioned earlier. Yes, of course, these are important and we've actually been dealing with them right throughout this podcast. Of course, these are important, but they have to be handled in a mature and adult way rather than in a patronizing or paternalistic way. Your well done and your thanks have to be not thanks and well done for what people have done for you, but what they have done for the company, for the enterprise of which they are a part, and for the unique part you, they, and the company are making to the greater enterprise society. So You're recognizing the real value of what they have done or are doing in itself, the great things they are doing rather than thanking them for something they have done for you. This is real adult and truly valuable engagement. And would that be sort of like award ceremonies or when people are out together? Is, is that like a team building thing? Is that part of it as well? Is that what you mean by being adult? It is part of it. That puts the icing on the cake uh, or brings people, brings a more a greater warmth to it. But the core has to be that people feel they are part of an enterprise that is making a difference and that they are making a difference to it. And it's that inherent intrinsic value and reward that is the most powerful, uh, as I was saying in regard to the children playing or Alfie Cohn is saying uh, about his research. That they're part of a community, part of a family. Part, exactly. Part of the community. Company means, it literally means compan, with bread. That's what it really means. And we can create that sense of community, that sense of togetherness, that we're, we're going to make something happen together that we couldn't make happen on our own. And you, you, Mr. and Miss Employee, are critical for that. We can't do it without you. We value you. 
Uh, and that's the greatest reward that people can get, feeling that they're making a contribution to something worthwhile. I suppose what everybody wants is to be, to be needed. Exactly, exactly, yeah. to be needed, a important, valued, making a contribution. Brian, thank you so much for joining us. Brian, founding member and managing director of Maybe International. You've given us so much food for thought there. Thanks for joining us today on the Small Firms Association podcast. Well, that's all from the Small Firms Association podcast for today. Don't forget to subscribe to us on the podcast on iTunes or your own podcast provider on your mobile, your tablet or your laptop. You can also find us on Twitter on the Small Firms Association.ie website, sfa.ie, and on LinkedIn and Sound. SoundCloud and Facebook and YouTube. Until the next time, from me, Angie Mazzetti, and all the team here in the Small Firms Association, goodbye and take care.